jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, Batman smelt, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel, and the Joker got away! <laughs> Crashing through the roof in a one-horse open tree. Busting out I go, laughing all the way! brother. Have we started the fire? Yes. The fire rises. Happy holidays, citizens of Gotham. It is Christmas week, and this is The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. And if you'd like to reach us by email, maybe you have thoughts, questions, comments, or even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us at tfrbatpod at gmail.com. My name is Eric Carter, and I am your host, and I am once again joined for this extra magnificent, magical, Christmas-filled episode of TFR by my co-host, my partner, Joe Fornerado. Joe, Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas, Eric. Merry Christmas, everybody out there. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is definitely one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, probably my favorite time of the year. My son turns one tomorrow, so it is a very special week for me all around. And uh, yeah, this is this is the best. I I cannot. I am a little kid at Christmas time. That is for sure. Well, at the time this releases. It will be your son's birthday. So happy birthday to the little Fornerado. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe. Uh, it's a little bit less stressful this year than it was last year at this time. So this is... Uh, oh, I'm sure. It'll be a fun year this year. It's going to get really fun later when when he's uh, when he's a little older, knowing that his birthday and Christmas are this close together. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it probably is going to be a little bit of a bummer for him. I feel bad about that a little bit, but we're going to try our best to to separate the two. At least he's got a few days in between. <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, it's a double whammy. I mean, it, you say it's a bummer. I say win-win. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he doesn't take the <laughs> negative side of that. I'm hoping we do enough for him to, uh, you know, to have just a week filled of uh, of celebration. 
Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, so we are here to celebrate the holiday season uh, as kind of a, a, a on-running thing from our last episode. As you guys know, we did kind of holiday suggestions for DC content in our last episode today. Uh, we are going to move forward and actually cover two of those pieces of DC content. We are going to be talking about Two wonderful Batman animated holiday episodes. The first being uh, from Batman the Brave and the Bold, and that is Invasion of the Secret Santas. And then we're going to talk a little Batman the Animated Series and get into Christmas with the Joker. And then after we finish with our holiday episodes, we are going to select our winners for the TFR Holiday Giveaway. This has been a lot of fun this year, Joe. I'm hoping it's uh, I'm hoping it's something we can do again uh, yearly. I don't know what the prizes uh, will will be in following years, but we'll try to make it fun. Um, but so far as our first year as a podcast, I thought this was a really cool way to uh, to give back to the listeners who supported us this year. What about you? Yeah, I completely agree. It's been a lot of fun doing the show, and I I can't thank the listeners enough for leaving the reviews and. Uh, just really, I, I still am shocked at, you know, how many listeners we have and, and the great interactions we've had with people because of the show. So it's, it's been a lot of fun and I, I can't thank them. And I, I thank you enough for, for, you know, having me on every week and, and getting to do this. Yeah. It's so funny, you know, cause uh, this, this will most likely be our, our final episode of the year. Um, but just looking back on this year, it's, it's, it's been so much fun because something that we thought would be, I don't know, once a month. If that, you know, just occasional because we, you know, I wanted my own pl- own platform and I, I wanted to bring you along and it's turned into a lot more than that. And I'm just thankful for it because it's, it's such a good outlet because um, God knows my family doesn't want to hear about this stuff. So, <laughs> Yeah, I can relate to that. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into our, our holiday episodes here. So let's get into our very first one, and is Batman the Brave and the Bold, Invasion of the Secret Santas. Okay, so to go over the plot, the synopsis of Invasion of the Secret Santas, first of all, if you know Batman the Brave and the Bold, you know they have like a little teaser at the beginning, a little kind of cold open, I guess, and this one is Batman and the Blue Beetle fighting the sportsmaster when he crashes a Christmas bowling tournament. So that's a lot of fun. And then we get Batman uh, invited by Jaime Reyes to the Reyes house for Christmas dinner, which, of course, he says, you know, crime doesn't stop for the holidays and neither do I. And that gets us into the main story. And the main story of this episode is Batman teaming up with the Red Tornado to battle Funhouse who plans to ruin Christmas for everyone with an army of toys. And it's also um, an episode that focuses on Red Tornado trying to find Christmas spirit because he is a he is an android, and he's, he's trying to find that human emotion of Christmas spirit. And he realizes along the way that Batman also needs to find Christmas spirit. So it's kind of a it, – it, it's not – necessarily a pairing that i would think of for a christmas episode but man it just it, it works so well joe what what are your thoughts just your general off the top thoughts of invasion of the secret santas 
So I think this is the first episode of Brave and the Bold I ever watched. It was not a show that was really on my radar when it first came out. Uh, I heard good things about it. Um, I think that's kind of a theme with a lot of these animated shows uh, that, you know, came after Batman, the animated series, you know, with this and the Batman, uh, I found them through holiday viewing, you know, with the Batman, it was Batman versus Dracula. And with this, it was invasion of the secret Santas. And when I first saw this and still to this day, it's probably my favorite episode of the series. It's, I mean, there, there are some really good episodes of the series, but sometimes I, I don't get invested in this show like some other people do, but this episode just has everything that you need for a Christmas episode. I, I love it. There's for this show. When, when this show does dive into the emotional aspects of Batman, that's when it really gets me, you know, it's obviously a more lighthearted show and it's a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. when they do have those emotional moments, which the show does have in, in, you know, a couple other episodes that are, you know, the ones I go back to the most, and with this one, this is it. It goes to places you don't expect it to go, and that's what makes this episode so special to me. And this, along with Christmas, with, uh, excuse me, Christmas with the Joker, are my go-to's for Batman, you know, Christmas content. Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, this was actually your suggestion because we had both kind of come to the well. <laughs> for full transparency, we had another plan uh, for the Christmas episode, and. Well, that it didn't exactly work out, and we'll explain maybe at a later date why. But uh, we had decided on doing Batman Christmas episodes of the animated shows, and uh, my first thoughts, and I think even you suggested this first, Joe, was, was Christmas with the Joker and Holiday Nights, because that's everybody's go-to m- most of the time. And then you said, well, what about Invasion of the Secret Santas? And I thought that was a great idea because, again, Holiday Nights is a great holiday episode, but it leans more towards New Year's than it does really Christmas. So, I yeah, this was a great episode to pick. I, like, like you, um, I don't know that this – The Brave and the Bold is not my favorite Batman show. I was very late to it. But there's a lot that I really, really like about Brave and the Bold. And you're right. When they hit the emotional beats, they really hit it. Um, I think my go-to episode is, and and I'm blanking on the title, but I think it's Appointment in Crime Alley. Is that the title of that episode, Joe? I don't know. There's... There's one that I always remember. Is, is it Chill of the Night? Which is That's mine. it. That's the one I'm thinking. Okay. Of. Chill of the I Night. I assumed that was the one you were going to mention because we're usually pretty in sync with this stuff. Yeah. Um, that's the episode that I remember someone telling me a long time ago. That's the episode. And I might have heard it on a podcast. I apologize if I'm not crediting that podcast correctly. But someone said, go check out that episode. And they were dead on. That episode hits some places. And it kind of goes hand in hand with this one. I think they both kind of have those, you know, that that emotional point that you don't expect this show to go on face value. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting because that particular episode, and we're not covering Chill of the Night, but that episode is unlike most of them in which I think you could, like, redo the art, and this could be an episode of Batman the Animated Series, so far as Chill of the Night. Mm-hmm. Um, there are moments in this episode, Invasion of the Secret Santas, which I also think would fit right in with Batman the Animated Series. And then, of course, you have the the more whimsical moments of 
um, the tone of this show, which make it all in its own. But I will say Diedrich Bader for this version of Batman is he's so good. I, I really like his voice in this particular, it's like, it's like Will Arnett. Like I love Will Arnett for the, for the Lego Batman. Like, I don't know if you could plug him into a more serious version of Batman, but so far as what he's doing, he's great. Yeah, Bader is, it's just that self-aware, he knows exactly what part he's playing in this show. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like he plays it straight. It's almost like playing it like Adam West. Like he's he's playing it that, he's playing it straight, but he knows the show he's on. Yeah, I I do tend to think they're a little more serious than the Adam West version. Um, but there is definitely that uh, homage I guess yeah. it's like they, they play it. I don't know if coy is the right word, but like, it's just, they have that, that little like smirk. You could just see the smirk while they're, while they're doing the part. It's, it's very like, I, I just keep saying self-aware. I, I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. And I just, yeah, I love Bader and I love that he loves doing it too. You whenever you see him comment about it or it seems like he's always willing to interact with fans online too. Like he really does enjoy his time as Batman. And he came back even for um the the oh. Scooby Doo crossover a mm-hmm. few years ago. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah. Um but so far as this episode in particular, I thought it was I thought it was very interesting to start with um with Blue Beetle, that's which this show is very good at, at including any and all DC characters. So, uh, but I thought that was a, a unique choice uh, to choose Blue Beetle for the for the cold open there. And I love was on the show a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, but I really love the the invitation that he get. You know, because Blue Beetle's a kid, and he. <laughs> Of course, he would want Batman because Batman is is like the even amongst superheroes, he is the the coolest of the cool. So of course, he would want Batman to come to a Christmas dinner at his house. And of course, Batman refuses because crime does not stop for the holidays, which I think is just for this over the top version of Batman is a great line. Yeah, I I love the you know the the dry humor in this show mm-hmm. that it's just perfect for the the uh you know the way that the cold open ends and then we get right into the credits the opening credits and then you know right into the full episode mm-hmm. uh, yeah and then you know of course we get into the red tornado and um so i don't other than like outside of shows like young justice and stuff like that i uh just to be honest i haven't read a lot of red tornado in the comics so like I didn't realize, is that an ongoing thing of him being a school teacher? I honestly don't know. Um, I This is the only thing I've ever seen of him being a school teacher, but I, it's very possible. This show is pretty you know, faithful mm-hmm. to the Silver Age, so I would assume at some point he was. It seems like a weird thing to do just for the show, but I honestly have no idea. And I also want to point out that Will Friedle does the voice of Blue Beetle because that is a nice legacy casting um, for this show. You know, I didn't even realize that, but uh, wow. Yep, I, I, I don't I, know I, how I, I missed make it. Sure we, I wanted to make sure we said that because I, I just love that Will Friedle came back for Blue Beetle. And like I said, he's on the show a lot. But just to... um. 
with the red tornado stuff i yeah i honestly don't know much about him in the comics uh this episode is probably the most i've ever paid attention to him other than yeah young justice he plays a big part in young justice but yeah as far as the show or, or as the comics go with him being a teacher i don't know i think it's it's really fun for this episode but i i couldn't tell you about the comics so it, it it is very interesting though his kind of story arc through the episode of him you know he he's very fascinated with human emotion and things like that and he's trying to um, figure out the spirit of Christmas that he's that he's heard about and it kind of I don't know if you ever watched uh, Star Trek the Next Generation um, but Data it reminds me a lot of Data because Data's always trying to figure out. Um, how humans work and and their emotions and things like that, and it re- it really fit with what Red Tornado was trying to do throughout this episode. Yeah, no, I'm not. I've never been a. Uh, I've been a very very casual Star Trek fan. I don't think I've ever watched anything other than maybe a couple episodes of the original show mm-hmm. and the original movies, but never the Next Generation or anything like that. Right, but you get the gist. I mean, the the oh. Android thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then, you know, of course we, we get the, the team up because almost, I mean, I think every episode of the brave and the bold is a team up. Um, but when you get the, the team up of red tornado and Batman and the whole time that they're trying to take down uh, Funhouse in this episode, uh, red tornado, funny enough, is trying to find the spirit of Christmas and is also trying to, uh, instill that spirit of Christmas into Batman because he thinks he needs it too. And amongst um, the course of the episode, we get several flashbacks of Bruce as a child and just moments of, of, of him contemplating, you know, the Christmas season and what it meant to him as a kid and, and things that happened in his life during Christmas. So I don't I love that part of it. Just some of the Wayne family background and that one scene where Red Tornado gives um, Batman a Christmas present and it's got a coffee mug in it that's that's his world's greatest detective, which was a nice little nod. Um, it takes Bruce to a flashback of when he was a kid and he got this present and. Um, doing his detective work. He thought he knew exactly what it was. He thought it was an action figure that he wanted. And when it turned out to not be, it was a, um, Oh, what was he? He was a, um, no, no, no. The actual, I'm sorry. It was like a little nutcracker. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nutcracker that was inherited, um, by Thomas from his, from his father. And now, Thomas was passing it down to Bruce and Bruce in a very bratty moment was having none of it and pitched a fit and broke the toy. Um, which I don't know about you, Joe, but when, when I watched it this time, I had flashes of, um, earth one Batman. I was like this <laughs> little punk. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause we, we don't see Bruce as a kid act like that very often. And I know a lot of people don't like that, but listen, as, as a parent, kids do things without thinking they don't mean to be you know harsh they're just kids and it's it happens unfortunately and it it probably broke thomas's heart but you know you move on and you know that your son's not you know i don't think bruce really meant anything by it he was a kid that had his heart set on something and didn't get it Mm -hmm. 
Right. But uh, going into the fun house aspects of the episode, this was this I thought was an interesting choice to use fun. I, uh, again, like kind of like Red Tornado. I know even less about Funhouse as a character. Um, I thought this I was. I don't Go know ahead. if House is a character from the comics because if you look it up, it comes up as Toy Man. So I don't know if they were just doing their own version of Toy Man. Well, see, that's what I was wondering because I was going to say it's. It feels a little bit like a missed opportunity to use Toy Man. Yes, and. I, I don't know if Toyman as is ever showed up on the show, but I don't know if it was some weird thing where they couldn't use Toyman because it's a Superman character. I don't know. You know how DC is sometimes weird with that kind of stuff, but I, it might've just been a different take on Toyman for this show. I could be wrong, but I couldn't find anything on the character of Funhouse online. Yeah. Um, so from what I'm reading right now, and I just kind of Googled this real quick, it it looks like um, Funhouse was a nod to the 1970s Jack Nimble version of Toy Man, which was in a jester costume. So that, that kind of fits with Funhouse's look here. So maybe you're right. Maybe they couldn't use the actual Toy Man for whatever reason. But again, feels like a missed opportunity because Toy Man Christmas, it would have kind of fit. But um, either way, so Toy Man has this plot to use all these action figures to steal from the the people of the town, and uh, of course, all these kids want this particular action figure, which reminded me of Jingle All the Way <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's like everybody wanted, that, but yeah, yeah, the Turbo Man. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Funhouse uh, tries to enact his plan, but of course. Batman and Red Tornado stop him at the end. Um, once again, we get the line at the end, you know, even though everything's better and, and Batman's kind of, Oh, before we get to the end, I wanted to say um, we get the, we get the other flashback of the movie theater scene of Thomas and Martha and Bruce coming out of the movie theater. And this time it's kind of, it looks like it happened on Christmas day or Christmas night, something like that where Thomas felt guilty because he didn't get the action figure. So he's like, um, well, we didn't get you the swashbuckler. So we thought the next best thing was taking you to a swashbuckling movie. Cause of course they went to see Zorro. Um, and then we get, you know, them Bruce kind of giving the pouty face and then walking into the alley and we get the two muzzle flashes, which again, for a show like this is pretty dark, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that, Joe. I thought it was pretty interesting that they, kind of tied Christmas into the, the Wayne murders. Yeah. It, I don't think it's ever been done before. And I, I would have to go back and watch till the night to see if that was even the case on that episode. But I, it works for this story. Definitely. It, it adds a lot more to the death of the Waynes in that it happens right after Bruce, you know, he, he basically, you know, discarded a, a gift from his father for Christmas and, you know, just to add a little bit more guilt to the death of the Waynes. I mean, it's always a pretty tragic thing for obvious reasons to even add to that on a show like this. It's like we talked about earlier. It's something that you don't expect. And it is a gut punch to, to see that Bruce has had to live with something even further than what we, you know, expect 
from the story that we've known for all these years. Yeah. And I mean, if, if this is what this Christmas was like for Bruce, no wonder he doesn't have any Christmas spirit. Exactly. Yeah. And no wonder he doesn't want to watch. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, um, I thought it was really fitting that at the end of the episode here, when, when Funhouse is defeated and, Red uh, Red Tornado and Batman are parting ways. As Batman jumps into the Batmobile, he has a present inside, and it's from Alfred. And it is the nutcracker that his father get, gave to him, and it has been mended where Bruce broke it. Alfred fixed it, put it back together, and gave it to him as a Christmas present, which is kind of ironic, I think, that he chose this particular Christmas to give it back to him. But <laughs> either way... I, That's it was, suspension of disbelief for an Yeah, episode. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is very nice for a Christmas story. Yes. It's uh it's it it borders into the Hallmark territory, but we're gonna go with it. So And it's nice that Alfred gets the final, you know, heartwarming moment when Ar- Alfred's not even in the episode. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh well in flashbacks he is, but Yes, okay. Other than that, no, it's it's pretty much uh after the bumper it's it's Red Tornado and Batman the whole time. But anyway, um, before we move on to Christmas with the Joker, kind of give me a, a wrap-up of your final thoughts on Invasion of the Secret Santas, Joe. Um, kind of just to you know recap what I said earlier, if you aren't into Batman Brave and the Bold or have never you know gotten into it for whatever reason, like I, I never did, this is a great jumping-on point. It's, it's a great for the holiday season episode. Um, it has, you know, the whole episode is about Christmas spirit and Batman trying to get Christmas spirit with an Android red tornado, trying to figure out what the deal is with Christmas spirit. Um, you even said it has like kind of a jingle all the way tuned to it, which is fine. I, I am one of the few, you know, I'm that generation that loves that movie. Oh, I am as well. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I highly recommend this episode, if not just for a great, Christmas Batman themed, I mean, a, a Christmas themed Batman episode, but use it as a jumping on point for the show because the show really is not what you would think it is at face value. There's a lot more to this show than just the jokiness and everything, which is there. I mean, it's a lot of fun, the show, but um, this is probably one of the top episodes of the show. Yeah, um, I agree with that completely. Uh, so just full disclosure, and I've said this before, it's not popular amongst Batman fans, but it is what it is. I am not a big fan of Batman 66. I appreciate its importance and I respect the hell out of it, but it's just, it's not my thing. Um, and that's, I think that's what scared me about this show for the longest time is I thought it was just an animated version of that. And there are elements of that there, um, here in the show, but it's not all that it is. There's a lot more to this show and episodes like Chill of the Night and this show, Invasion of the Secret Santas. Um, there is a lot of meat on the bone and there's a lot of, of really darker material for a show like this. And it it really gives more weight to the Batman mythos. So I And I will echo what you said. This is a very good starting point. Um, to get into the brave and the bold, if you're looking for something to add to holiday viewing, and if you don't want to get into watching the brave and brave and the bold, so far as the entire series, this is a great episode just to add for holiday viewing. So 
I highly recommend it. It's fun. It's 20 minutes. So it's a, it, it's a great little Christmas adventure in Batman's world. And the show is not serialized at all. They are all one-offs. So you can watch any episode at any time. Yeah, and that's and and that's the great thing about um, what we just mentioned. I mean, if you just wanted to go in and watch this one because it's because it's Christmas, or you just wanted to go in and watch Chill of the Night because you want to know what everybody's talking about, you don't have to watch anything else in the series to be caught up. So it's it's that's that's the fun of this show. But anyway, that is Batman: The Brave and the Bold, the Invasion of the Secret Santas. But now we are going to move on to the classic and the iconic. Christmas with the Joker from Batman, the animated series. Okay, so everybody knows this episode. It is absolutely a Christmas classic. It's a classic of the animated series, but because that's what we do on the show, we are going to give you a little synopsis. After escaping Arkham Asylum while singing a nifty rendition of a Christmas tune on Christmas Eve... Joker takes over Gotham's airwaves and terrorizes Gotham City. He then challenges Batman and Robin to find his hidden TV studio and free his hostages, Commissioner Gordon, Harvey Bullock, and Summer Gleason, before midnight. All the while, Robin only wishes for Batman to watch It's a Wonderful Life, and Batman has agreed to do so only if there is no crime on the streets of Gotham. (laughs) So, Joe... The iconic, the classic, Christmas with the Joker. Tell me all about why you love this episode. There is not much we can even say about this episode that people don't already know. I mean, this is this has to be a yearly watch for every Batman fan, I would assume. Um, this is like the, the total, I, I, would you say, stereotypical Joker story, <laughs> but perfect. Like, it's just... Or I guess prototypical would be the right way of saying it. It's it's just typical Joker. It is. It starts with him singing Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Like, how much more perfect can you get for a Joker Batman Christmas story? And escaping from Arkham, you know, taking over a TV studio. You got Batman and Robin fighting over It's a Wonderful Life. Batman is is unwilling to admit that it's possible that there might not be any crime on Christmas Eve. And then of course he ends up being right. Unfortunately, um, it's just, it's a great Christmas episode. It, 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 to me, it has to be the best Batman Christmas, anything. Uh, I love this episode. I like, we were talking about it and I was like, oh, I want to watch it before we start recording. I already watched it like twice this year. And I was like, yeah, I, I almost know this by, you know, by memory it's i i don't know what else to add at this point other than getting into like real specifics of the episode but yeah that's that's where i'm at <laughs> yeah i mean again if there's a batman podcast out there they've probably talked about this one so we're <laughs> we are very late to the party um but i didn't think we could do we were eventually going to have to talk about this one for mm-hmm. a christmas episode so why not start with our first Christmas special here and just, just do it. Um, yeah. I mean, when you think Batman, the animated series, when people list iconic episodes, this one is always included. It is, it is one of the very best, um, 
Yeah, it's 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 just wonderful. It is very on brand Joker, as you said. And yet today, while I was watching it, you know, it it made me think. As soon as he blasts off on the tree and he's singing Jingle Bells, Batman smells. Um, it made me wonder what is the origin of that song, because I feel like it's always been around, but I don't know when or where it started. I I know it had to have predated this TV show. Is it The Simpsons? Because that's the first time, that's the only thing that I know that predates this. I don't know if that's the case, though. I would love to say I'm right with that, but that's what I've always gone with, but I have no idea what the origin is. So I've wondered that, too, uh, about The Simpsons, because I remember Bart singing that song, but I've seen online, and, and I don't know how to verify this, but I've heard it's been around since the 66 show. Oh, okay. The song. Very well so, could be. Uh, yeah, don't know where it started, but it is very meta of uh, Joker oh, to yeah. sing this song. <laughs> and then he adds to it, and I can't remember the exact words. Um, I, blasting through the roof in a one-horse open tree, is that what it is? Uh, if that sounds right, yeah. Okay, yeah. But anyway, yeah, and then going from there, I mean, just adding a Christmas spin to it, it is the classic tale of Joker taking over... Um, the TV chant, the TV stations and the TV channels and things like that and threatening Gotham city and Batman has to beat the clock. It is not a, it is not a plot that is super complicated or it's not groundbreaking, but it works so well for a Christmas episode of Batman versus the Joker. And Mark Hamill is just having a blast here. And so far as the pro- the production um, release of this versus the TV release or or what's on HBO Max, I know this is like episode thirty eight of the first season. Um, but so far as the Blu rays, which I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, Joe, it, the Blu rays are production order, right? Yes, yes the Blu rays are production order, and this is episode two in on production the, yeah. order. Yeah. Right. So this probably was the very first episode that Mark Hamill recorded. Yeah. I mean, if it's if, if that's episode two in the production order, then you would think, right? Yes. As the Joker, definitely. I don't remember if he came in. Why do I feel like there was a weird story where he came in as a guest for something else? And... Because there's the whole thing, too, with wasn't Tim Curry supposed to be Joker originally? Yeah, so Tim Curry actually recorded lines. I don't know if it was for this episode. I'm assuming it was for this episode mm-hmm. because, I mean, this is the second episode that was produced. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then they, did, they didn't like the direction, so they went with Mark Hamill. Um, so, anyway, uh, I'm going on the assumption that this is the first episode that, that Hamill recorded. And if so, he found his groove pretty quickly because he's great in this episode. I mean, it's it's classic Joker, and it was right off the bat, apparently. Yeah, his song is the first thing he actually records. <laughs> if, you know, assuming he recorded it in order, but even if like it's the first thing that we hear in production order um, is him singing, which and is pretty great. And it's one of the most iconic things that you think about when you think Mark Hamill Joker. So yes. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. It's awesome. Um, and it's a dark episode too. Like it's a lot of fun, but man, he is pretty sick in this episode too. Oh yeah, because there's that um, there's that 
scene in that when he kind of he's doing the kind of game show bit where he's you know trying to lure Batman to the TV studio, and there's the train that he's had yep. his goons. Um, they've blown up the bridge, and the bridge is out, so Batman's got to stop this train from um, falling off of the collapsed bridge. And uh, who is it? Um, oh God, what's her name? Uh, that Summer Gleason. Uh, Summer Gleason tells the Joker, please don't, my mother's on that train. And I thought it was very dark that the Joker's, you know, he's like, well, that'll just make it more interesting when it crashes. Like, geez. Yeah, like, I love that that wasn't <laughs> planned. Like, it wasn't planned by him at all, but he's, like, pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah. He's like, well, that wasn't at all what I had intended, but that just makes it even better. And it's like, you are a twisted jo- Yeah. Yeah. And he's um, talking stupid laffy elf on his hand the whole time and it's again it's the sadistic humor of the joker where you you feel bad laughing because of how funny it is but it's so dark too yeah and it just shows how much you can do with animation because it's dark and twisted in this episode but i don't know if you could pull that kind of dark and twisted off in live action without it being goofy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like oh, yeah. in the animated form, it just you, you go with it and it works and it's disturbing. But I just I don't think uh, I don't think in live action it would have the same effect. And to go the other way too, what they get away with with the censors, they they find ways to make it dark without going over the line to where it's too dark for little kids. Yeah, which still amazes me that they got away with as much gunfire as they did. Yeah, there were so many weird loopholes that they used to get around the sensors, which it's fascinating when you actually hear, you know, what they did and like the things they weren't allowed to do. So they did this instead. Like they could use a Tommy gun because kids couldn't get their hands on a Tommy gun. Like, oh, okay. Well, they they did use pistols, too, though. So that kind of it's like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe later on is when they came up with that rule. Yeah, maybe. Um but there, I feel like there is a lot of homage in this episode as well because there's the there's the parts when we get into the toy factory that remind me very much of the Dick Sprang era of Batman, where we have these giant you know toy soldiers and giant teddy bears and toy airplanes and things like that. So it's, I don't know about you, but that I got uh, Dick Sprang vibes from that. It made me think of the giant typewriters and, and things like that. Yeah, I could definitely see that, and and this. This episode is another great example of how this show did not have a time, like a set time frame, because you got the old fashioned train, you got, you know, all this old, you know, just really cool stuff like the, but like you got, um, it's a wonderful life on TV, but mm-hmm. they had to get the tape to watch. It's a wonderful life at the end. Like it's, it, there's a lot of cool, interesting stuff there with the time frame too. Yeah. The, the toy factory also has, um, an infamous line that we discussed right before we started recording, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where uh, Batman's got like a Louisville Slugger and he's going after these uh, these airplanes while he's swinging this baseball bat. And uh, what does Robin say, Joe? They don't call you Batman for nothing. <laughs> it's, it is uh, the cheesiest line on the show that's ever been done, probably. But it, it's fine. Like it's it's so perfect because it's. Robin saying it and it just works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's so funny. Cause I, 
I didn't earlier tonight when I watched the episode uh, in prep for for this. I I didn't laugh when he said it, but it's like talking about it. It makes me chuckle every time I talk about it. So, but anyway, yeah, right, I think right when we started talking, it's when it came on for me, and we were both like, "You heard it through my speakers." I'm just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but I really like when we when we near the very end of the episode here. It seems that the entire purpose behind escaping was just to give Batman this Christmas present. Which, of course, Joker is going to cause destruction and mayhem as much as he can, but it seems like his primary goal was to give Batman this present, which which when Batman opens it is a spring that throws a pie in Batman's face. <laughs> and that is, is that not like dead on Joker? I mean, everything that's going, all the death and, or the attempted murder and destruction he's trying to cause. And the, the entire end game is to give, is to give Batman a joke present. That is in no way harmful, but that's just is it works so well as the whole point behind a Joker story, and I love it. I think that's why the Joker is such an awesome character for the animated series because you could do things like that where he doesn't need to do anything that's so vile that you know it wouldn't get through the censors, but it still works perfectly for the Joker as a villain because it's just ridiculous. And it's mm-hmm. hilarious and it's sick. And you could say it makes no sense whatsoever, but that's what makes it work for the Joker. It, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, after the after the pie in the face, we get basically the end of the episode where Batman saves Bullock and Gleason and Gordon and he captures Joker. Joker goes back to Arkham and begrudgingly. Batman and and Robin head back to Wayne Manor, and as Bruce and Dick, they finally get to watch This is a Wonderful Life. And there's that great episode at the end where, after the movie's over, I can't remember exactly how the line goes, which is sad. I've watched it so many times, and I just finished watching it earlier. But there's some comment about It's a Wonderful Life, and uh, Batman, or Bruce Wayne, ends the episode by saying, it has its moments with a kind of a little grin on his face, which is an awesome way to, to wrap up his story for this little Christmas episode. And then of course, as we started with the Joker singing Christmas music, we end with the Joker in a straight jacket in his cell at Arkham also singing Christmas music. So we've come full circle here. So Joe, it is iconic. It's classic. It's Christmas with the Joker. Yeah. This, this episode is constantly on at my house on you know during christmas time it's usually just on in the background as comfort food for me um it's just this even before i started finding all this other batman content that i could watch at christmas this was always around like we always had this to watch at christmas time Mm -hmm. since the, the you know the first time we got the animated series on dvd this was always accessible i don't remember if i had this on vhs um i probably did but I don't remember that, you know, that far back. But ever since I had the DVD, I know I watch this every Christmas. I remember I had this one on VHS. It was probably and, the first VHS set, right? Well, this one was one of those randoms where it had like three random Batman episodes on it. Okay. 
And I can't remember what the other two were. I'm sure one of them was Holiday Nights. Um, maybe I can't remember, but anyway, yeah, I do remember having a VHS of this and it's one of those, even as a kid, I watched during Christmas time. Um, it it was just, you know, it's Batman and it's Christmas. So why not? Um, but one thing I did want to mention that has come out of this show, um, the, the title card of this show is, is almost as iconic as the episode itself. I mean, it, it makes the rounds every year. Everybody uses it for to, to post on social media when they're watching the episode. And the they took the Joker's face with the Santa Claus hat in the picture of this episode, and they turned it into a statue, <laughs> which I have, which is one of my favorite um, Christmas pieces. And, and we, we may discuss a little bit of that later. But, uh, yeah, the, the title card. And then do you have the Mondo Batman the Animated Series book? Yes, yes, I do. The title cards for this show are infamous, and yeah, I have that book, and I have the action figure that goes along with this episode. The um, I guess it was Mattel. Uh, when was it Mattel that did these? It's got it had to have been. It wasn't when McFarlane took over. It was the old line. Oh, is he uh, is he in the sweater that he is in the in the episode? Yeah, the red sweater. It comes with the tree. He's got Laffy on his hand. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, my favorite image that is in the Mondo book is the the new title card they created with the Joker's face, and it's um, it's an homage of is it is it the Bing Crosby cover? I'm not sure. You know the one I I'm talking I, about, though, right? I wish I had the book in front of me. Yeah, me too. It's upstairs. But either way, yeah. It, that is my favorite uh, section of the book is just the Christmas with the Joker um, parts that they did. And the, the title cards are just, like you said, amazing. And it's it's fun to, to look at those. But that will probably be the uh, the show art I use when we release this episode. But anyway, that is uh, – oh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Christmas with the Joker before we move on, Joe? No, no, that's good. Can, uh... Okay. All right. Well, a fantastic – Christmas episode, a fantastic Batman the Animated Series episode, and uh, now we're going to have to find uh, something else to do for Christmases to come, because we've covered the peak, I think. (laughs) But anyway, uh, that is Christmas with the Joker. Moving on, we have another review that we have to read that was sent in um, just under the wire. It got in just before the uh, TFR holiday giveaway ended. So this one is a five-star review, and it's from Adam Stabelli. And it says, Holy podcasts, Batman. If you're a hardcore Batman fan or a casual, The Fire Rises is a solid show. Eric and Joe provide a great conversation that's very accessible. I can't recommend it enough. Keep up the great work, guys. Adam. Well, thank you very much, Adam. And Joe, what do you think of, uh, of Adam's review here? Uh, thank you very much, Adam, for the review. Uh, it means a lot to us to to have, you know, the listeners really give us some great feedback. And, you know, that's we say it a lot. That's one of the best parts about doing the show is interacting with you guys. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. It is. And and I've said this about we, we have wonderful listeners. We really do. And that's not just me, you know, blowing smoke. Uh, I really I really mean it because almost every one of these guys 
every one of these guys that have less left us a rating or a review or a retweet or anything like that. They're very engaging with the show. Um, Adam, just to, to bring him up every time there's a post either on my personal account or on the fire rises account, he's one of the first people to, to like it or retweet it. And he's, he's always engaging with the show. So thank you so much, Adam. It means a lot. And you got in there just under the wire, buddy. Um, so having said that, we are now going to get to the main event of the show. And that is our TFR holiday giveaway. All right, guys. It is time to announce the winners of the TFR holiday giveaway so we're going to start with the tier one prizes and that includes three um the batman hot wheels batmobiles as well as a batman 89 number one variant which is the harvey dent variant and a digital code for part two of batman the long halloween so we have exactly five entrants for our five prizes here. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin this wheel on a, on a random name generator here. Joe is my witness. I'm uh, screen sharing it so he can see. So there's there will be no cheating here, right, Joe? No, I can see it. I can see all five <laughs> names. And uh, yeah, I'll see it at the same time as you do. So we're good. All right. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, spin the wheel for the comic and for the digital code, and then the other three participants will obviously receive the Batman Batmobiles. So let's get started for the Batman 89 number one variant cover. Here we go. All right, we have a winner for the Batman 89 variant cover. That would be That Damned Fool. So That Damned Fool, if you will reach out to us either by email or DM us on Twitter uh, with and send us your information, we will send out that comic. All right, so next up is the Batman The Long Halloween Part 2 digital code. Let's get my wheel pulled back up here. All right, spinning again. And the winner of the Batman, the Long Halloween Part 2 digital code is Giuseppe Vicaretti. So Giuseppe, if you will reach out to us uh, once again, either by our email at tfrbatpod at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter, we will get your prize sent out once we get your information. So for the rest of you guys, for Jim Hayes, for Dyson Braun 88, and for Peter Vera, if you will reach out to us, we will get your Batman or the Batman Hot Wheels Batmobiles sent out to you. Thank you guys for entering. So now moving on to the grand prize entries in the TFR holiday giveaway. So we had quite a few more entries for this, and we want to thank you so much um, for, for, the, for the reviews that you sent in because you did have to send in a review on Apple Podcasts to be eligible for our two main prizes. And we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight entries for our two prizes. So this one's going to be... This one's going to be a little tougher. Uh, there's going to be some people walk away without prizes, but um, 
we do appreciate everybody that entered. Okay, so for the Jada Toys Batman Forever Batmobile, and that comes with a little die-cast ver- uh, replica of Batman as well. Let's get the wheel. Here we go. See, this one's spinning better than the last one. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think we got a winner here. We do. Matt Malecki. Matt, you have won the Jada Toys Batman Forever Batmobile. So once again, reach out to us either by our our email or DM us on uh, uh, Twitter or Instagram and uh, get us your information and we will get your Batman Forever Batmobile sent out to you. Congratulations on that, Matt. All right, so now for the copy of Absolute Batman, The Killing Joke. This is the final prize in the TFR holiday giveaway. Let's give the wheel a spin. Oh, Kato86. Congratulations, Kato. You were, you were actually our very first review on Apple Podcasts. So there we go. You have, uh, you have won yourself a copy of Absolute Batman, The Killing Joke. So once again... If you'll reach out to us either by email or DM, give us our inf- give us your information, and we'll get your uh, copy of Absolute Batman: The Killing Joke shipped out to you. So there we go, Joe. We are finished with the TFR holiday giveaway. This this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, you know, congratulations to Kato86 too, and thank you for the review. And and you said he was the first one to give us a review, so he actually left that review before the contest. So that that's that's even more, uh, a little nicer, I think. It, it is, yeah. I mean, there were there were a few guys, um, Jared Boots and, and and Cato, who had uh, they were like there from the beginning, and they yeah. had uh, they you know they had sent in the first couple of reviews, and I, I absolutely wanted to include them in the contest because you know they again they've been supporters even before there was a contest, so I thought yeah. it was fitting. And that's not to take away from all the you know the entries after the fact, but it, it really is just nice to have to have all the entries and have all the reviews on uh Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys very much and you know um you know congratulations to the winners and uh you know Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody. Absolutely a very merry Batman filled Christmas for all of you guys. Thank you so much. And uh maybe we'll do this again sometime. And there we have it guys that We'll almost do it for our Christmas episode of The Fire Rises. This has been so much fun. Um, I'm so thankful for the year that we've had as as a podcast. Um, And just I'm so thankful to have this show, this outlet, and all the people that listen. It's, It's an awesome, awesome experience, and I can't wait to have more of it in 2022. But before we go... Uh, there was a little something that Joe had brought up, so I'm going to kind of let him go over kind of what he wanted to do here, and I hope you guys will engage with us in the next couple of days. But without further ado, ado Joe, go ahead and uh, and tell us what your thoughts were. Yeah, well, um, first let me uh, you know thank everyone again. Uh, yeah, it's been a a really fun year, and next year is going to just be crazy with you know a new Batman movie coming out and you can't ask for more than that for, uh, for having a Batman podcast to cover a, a new film in the upcoming months is going to be so much fun. And, um, I also want to apologize. I am fighting a cold today. So if I'm a little, <laughs> I sound a little different or I'm, you know, clearing my throat a little bit, I do apologize. But, um, what I wanted to do is, 
Um, if you guys can send us pictures of your favorite Batman Christmas themed items, anything that you have, I love seeing like, like, um, any type, like Eric was talking about before with his Batman statue of, uh, the Joker with the Santa hat. Um, one of my favorite items is, you know, the, the Joker action figure, uh, Funko came out with all those pops last year, which are a lot of fun. I have the, the Harley Quinn, um, bombshells statue christmas themed variant and that Mm. is probably my favorite christmas themed thing that i have that is batman related but i mean send us you know pictures of ornaments i mean i I think we all have way too many batman ornaments if you're a batman fan i think the ornaments are the easiest thing to get suckered into Mm. um but yeah i'd love to hear what if you guys have anything that's just old or rare or anything i i'm always loving what type of of batman christmas items are out there because there's not a lot of them i mean in the last few years we've gotten a, a little bit more like i said with the funko pops and and some stuff but for years it was really hard to come by so i'm curious what guys have come across over the last few years so please i would love to see pictures of that stuff well yeah and and to your point about the ornaments hallmark has been putting out Batman ornaments for a long time. Yeah. And they know how to get us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, some of my favorite Christmas items so far as DC stuff or Batman-related stuff I mean, are the Hallmark ornaments that I have. In fact, I just received one from Joe for Christmas, so another thank you, Joe, for that. Uh, but, yeah, m- my favorite piece is probably, again, my uh, Icon Heroes Joker, Christmas with a Joker statue. And I just think it's amazing that they took um, the image from from the uh, title card of Christmas with the Joker, which is almost entirely in shadows. Like you can see Joker's smile and his eyes, and you can kind of make out the Santa suit and the bag and the Santa hat. They took that very vague picture and turned it into a statue, and you've got Joker as as Santa Claus coming out of a chimney. With a full bag of toys on his back, it's just—it's an awesome, awesome statue, and I get very excited to to break it out and to put it in my office every year. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I mean, I have the entire Funko um, holiday line that they put out. I, I think it was last year that they put it out. Yeah, um, yeah, it was last year. Yeah, but I love that whole line. There's some awesome, awesome statue or little vinyl figures in that line. I think my favorite is Batman as Ebenezer Scrooge, which yeah, it's, it's so obvious, but it's so perfect. It is. Yeah. Which I know I, I want to probably Andy, um, gave that one to Michael Lyons, which I know how big of a, of a Christmas Carol fan Michael Lyons is. So that's perfect. Uh, <laughs> it, it's very, very fitting. So yeah, guys, we would encourage you. Uh, we're gonna. I I'd like to share some of these things that we, me and Joe, have been talking about, and I'd like you guys to interact with us over the next few days leading up to Christmas. Uh, send us some pictures on on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or or wherever, and just uh, share with us some of your DC and Batman related holiday items. I think that would be a fun way to engage for the holiday season. But anyway, Joe, I think that's where we're going to put a pin in it for our Christmas episode and the final episode of TFR for the year. Uh, We're done with 2021, Joe. 
it has been a lot of fun this year and yeah um thank you guys again i feel like we've been you know just saying nothing but thank you but we really do mean it genuinely and uh yeah thank you eric for you know always having me on here and uh, i love just talking about this stuff with you and um next year again we have so much to look forward to it's so crazy when we look back at everything we were able to talk about this year and like you said we we're talking about you know the obvious you know christmas with the joker episode but looking at next year there's going to be just a lot of new content to cover which is just going to be so much fun yeah and we still have from where we had to take our hiatus we still have a little bit of catching up to do joe because we still have to cover injustice um we we failed to get to uh the the 10-year anniversary of um batman year one but you know it is what it is uh but joe the next time we record so the next time we have an episode we will officially be on the road to the batman it will be just a few months away so that is something that i am so looking forward to this ride to get to the batman is going to be so exciting are you excited for it we will actually be probably less than two months away by the time we record our next episode yeah exactly That's crazy yeah so i'm hoping we have just a ton of content um especially related to the batman to cover in 2022 i'm sure we will but we actually t- had a little teaser today too i forgot to even talk to you about that um Oh, we Matt did, Reeves. yeah. Yeah, he tweeted a little, little like, 30-second teaser, just like a little animated thing, which is just, that's the stuff that I love just seeing every day. It, it, nothing crazy, but we are getting to that wheelhouse of, of content for that movie. And we got the Empire article coming out soon, if it hasn't already been released yet, but I'm looking forward to getting that in the mail soon, hopefully. Well, they've got to ha- they've got to do something to remind people that, you know, the Batman's still coming with that behemoth that's in the movie theaters right now. So <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but anyway, um, that will do it for the Christmas episode of the fire rises. And, um, we will see you again in 2022. Joe, tell everybody in the meantime, where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as J Forn 11. You can find me on Facebook as Joe Forno. Awesome. If you'd like to follow me, my personal accounts can be found on Instagram and Twitter at mecarter89. That's M-E-Carter89. The show, once again, can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. You can send us an email at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. And if you take a moment out of your day to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps the show and it helps us gain more exposure. But until next time, we hope all of our listeners have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Be safe, love your families, and until next time, keep that bat signal lit and pointed skyward.